Hey guys, it's Aman and Christina, and welcome back to the Our Rich Journey podcast, where we answer your questions about saving, making, and investing money for financial independence. We have a great show for you today. We got an amazing question. I love this question <laughs> about individual stocks yes. versus, versus index funds. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, Christina, how is your day going before we get into the question? <laughs> You are, you, you are glowing today. <laughs> My day is going lovely. I read, okay, I'm just going to announce this because for our 365 Days to Fire program, we had a book club and it was on Atomic Habits. <laughs> and so we just recently finished that book club and I feel like I'm like implementing all these things because I'm like, I'm going to get all these great habits. And so today has been like a couple days into it and I'm still keeping up with my habits. So maybe that's why I'm going. I'm super excited I, about my new habits. <laughs> I love that book, Atomic Habits. Um, this is like our third time reading it. Yeah. And every time we read it, we come away with, with some action in our life. What, what, you know, the book is so powerful because he's talking to you about the things that you are doing already, right? Mm-hmm. And how you can be more efficient at them, how you can be, how you can do them in a way that is more motivated, more focused. Right. And so every time I read this book, I reflect on my day-to-day activity, right? Mm-hmm. And how can I be more efficient at, the, at those activities to help me reach my overall goals? Right. So that is just a great book. That book club conversation that we had, if you guys are not in a book club, find some kind of book club to be a part of the insight that you would get from other members whenever you're reading a book, I think that that is that is self development at its best. Right, right. So I know the question is not about our book club, but I have to really recommend this book, Atomic Habits. After you read it, you're going to be like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and it's very inspiring. It's motivational, and I also feel like you can implement that towards your financial independence journey with saving, making, and investing money. All of the things in that book can be implemented towards that journey. So that is my side note, but we want to get to this question because it's a question about investing in individual stocks or investing in index funds. And I think people will be interested in it because it's about Google, right? I mean, I mean, it could be applied to any individual stock, but Google seems like really hot. People are interested in that. So let's listen to the question. Hi there. In your recent podcast, Why the Stock Market Crashed This Week and What's Next? How to Build Wealth in This Bear Market, you mentioned or recommended investing in stocks like Google, Amazon, Johnson & Johnson, and ETFs like VGT and VTI. For stocks like Amazon and Google, do you recommend investing in those stocks individually or investing in an index fund like the S&P 500? I like that question. I like that question. And I feel like all of our questions are going to be like, it depends on the type of investor that you are. But I think in general, I mean, in our investment style, for sure, we are we have a very, very small percentage of our overall portfolio that is invested in individual stocks. The majority of our investments are in index funds and ETFs. And the reason for that is because index funds, ETFs, they are basically like a basket of funds that hold all these different investments in one type of investment. So when you're investing in something like, for example, a total stock market index fund, by doing that, you're investing in all the different stocks that make up 
the stock market and you have more diversification with your investment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, with our plan, and I think everyone has to have their own plan. It's an individual thing. Investing is one of those things that, depending on your background, your time frame, your risk tolerance, it, it's all gonna dictate how you invest and what you invest in, right? And for us, we start our investment out with our asset allocation plan, right? So we've identified how many stocks we wanna have or really what percentage of stocks we wanna have, what percentage of index funds, ETFs, whatever the case may be, we've outlined that. Mm -hmm. And so as we are deciding on what to invest in, we always look at our asset allocation plan and say, all right, based on our plan, we have room to buy more individual stocks or we, we need to load up more on ETFs or index funds. And so, you know, this question comes up because recently we did a video on all of just the tremendous deals that are in the stock market right now. I mean, the stock market has been doing so poorly this year, <laughs> but it is really a gift to a lot of people that have been waiting for this opportunity to invest in the stock market when it is at its lows. Mm -hmm. And Google in particular, I think Google is trading for less than $100 mm. right now. And to me, that is a an amazing thing from a psychological standpoint. I mean, Google is a very valuable company. It's a company that has this tremendous molt around it. It's very hard to compete with, with Google. But recently, Google, Amazon, a lot of these tech companies that were trading in the thousands of dollars recently had a stock split. Mm -hmm. And it was a 20 to 1 stock split. And so it took the stock. It still had the same uh, value, but the price changed. Mm -hmm. And so the price tag of Google that was once trading in the thousands is down in the hundreds, but now it's even less than $100. So from a psychological standpoint, to the retail investor, when they see Google trading at such a low price, I think you're gonna get more retail investors wanting to invest in Google because they see it as being, wow, this is a really low price. Right. I mean, it is a really low price right now because prices have come down significantly. But whether or not you invest in Google, Amazon, Tesla, all of these stocks individually, all depends on your asset allocation plan, which is based off of your own personal situation. Yeah, and I also think, you know, going back to that concept of asset allocation, it's also, you know, your own personal situation is also taking into account your aversion to risk. Because if you just invest in an individual stock, it can be riskier because if the stock crashes or if the company goes bankrupt, you can lose all of your money versus diversifying in something larger like an index fund. If one company goes bad, you have all these other companies in the index fund to uh, do well. But I think for me, one of the, the differences between investing in individual stocks and also investing in ETFs when you're thinking about it, because she talked about investing in alternatively the S&P 500. Mm. Now, Google and Amazon, they're already on the S&P 500. So if you invest in an S&P 500 index fund or ETF, you're already also investing in Google and Amazon. And something to think about on top of that is these types of index funds and ETFs are generally capitalization weighted. So it means that 
the companies that make up a larger percentage of the stock market are also going to be making up a larger percentage of that ETF or that index fund. So by simply investing in an S&P 500 index fund or ETF, you're already going to be owning a large percentage of Google and Amazon because of that. Yeah, that's a great point. And it goes back to knowing what you're investing in. So if you are going to invest in an index fund or ETF, it's so important that you go in and you look at the holdings within that investment. Because in the prospectus or in the summary for that investment, they'll break down what percentage goes towards Google, Amazon, and Apple, and, and all these high tech companies. But these are also some of the most valuable companies in the stock market. So the majority of these index funds that track the total stock market or the S&P 500 are made up of these tech companies because they have the highest market capitalization. And so that's a great way to own Google, Amazon, and all these companies is just by simply investing in the index fund because so much of your destiny is not dependent on just one company's performance right? If you buy the index fund, you have all of these other companies to kind of help support it. And we love investing in index funds because they are, to me, they provide the ultimate diversification because an index fund like uh, the total stock market index fund, it's made up of thousands of companies that are listed on the stock market. And what happens when one of those companies fails or, or falls off? is usually replaced by another, or the other ones get more value, more money is invested into those companies. So in a way, an index fund is self-cleansing. The companies that aren't performing well, they fall out, and you have all of these other companies that are fighting their way to the top <laughs> of this index fund. So, you know, whenever you're making this decision to invest in an individual stock. There is one rule of thumb that we always that we always follow whenever we sway away from our baseline investment, which is it which is an index fund mm -hmm. that tracks the total stock market. Our piece of advice or or the rule of thumb that we follow is we only make investments outside of index funds if we believe those investments will be able to beat that index fund. So, our baseline index fund is the total stock market. Mm -hmm. And so if we are going to invest in an individual stock, the idea is that we believe that that individual stock is going to outperform the total stock market. Yeah, but we also don't put a huge emphasis on it, right? Because we also, for our individual stocks, like I said, it's less than 5% of our total portfolio. So we're thinking, okay, we've researched this company. We think it could potentially do better, but we're not putting, for example, 50% of our portfolio into individual stocks because the thing about index funds and ETFs is there's not as much research and work you have to go have to put into it. If you're looking at individual stocks, you have to do so much research. And then even all of that research also doesn't mean that it's going to outperform. You know, generally index funds on average outperform something like an actively managed fund where people are trying to pick the different investments to put in a fund. So for us, it's so simple and easy with index funds. And I will recommend, if you have not read this book, it's called The Intelligent Investor. Mm -hmm. 
It is a book about investing and it really focuses on this concept that you should not be really putting your investments into individual stocks. You're better off with something that's more global, a bigger fund like an index fund or an ETF. And that's again because of the risk with investing in individual stocks. I think that's really important for people to understand. If you are a beginning investor and you are focused on individual stocks, you can get to a point where there is a crash, the company does bad, or maybe the company has been doing really well, but they do something that's politically incorrect and it can have a huge impact on their the, the stock. And so the idea that if you put all of your money into this type of investment and it crashes and it gets you so anxious and worked up that you're gonna sell at a loss, that's a lot, lot of anxiety to put on different investments, you know? Oh, oh yeah, you know, the beginner in the beginner investor that is investing in individual stocks, the one that starts out investing in individual stocks, I get so worried about those investors. And the, the problem is society has been teaching people to invest in individual stocks because that's the exciting thing to do. <laughs> buy Apple at $20, sell it at $200, buy Tesla at such and such. Well, not every company is gonna end up like that. and. People have this perception of like, that's how you get rich investing in individual stocks. And so a lot of people start out investing in individual stocks. But what happens is when a serious downturn happens, when something happens at that company and they see the value of that stock fall, the new investor doesn't have the patience or the experience to be able to withstand that type of drop, right? Mm -hmm. And they immediately sell and they lose their money. And so whenever we hear about people that say things like, I lost all my money in, in the stock market, that's probably because they were in it for not enough time. Right, right, right. They were in and out of it. They got scared. They sold at a loss. And the thing about investing is that the value of your investments go up and down, up and down. And you really only lose when you sell, which is, which unfortunately, that's what happens to new investors, mm -hmm. beginning investors. They see the first sign of a drop they think the thing is gonna to go to zero and they try to just cut their losses. Now, I'm gonna bring up someone that a lot of people know about, Warren Buffett, uh. <laughs> right? Warren Buffett, I think he's in his 80s. He may even be in his 90s, but mm. he's been investing longer than we've been alive. He is the epitome of a patient investor, mm. someone that is making an investment for the long run. Now, he's made his success investing in individual stocks, mm -hmm. but Warren Buffett said something that I think a lot of people should take note of. He said that when he passes away, he wants the majority of his money moved into index funds. Mm -hmm. So what does that say about investing in index funds? It, it says that- it says, if, a, it says if you're not Warren Buffett, get into index <laughs> yeah, funds. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, if I'm not gonna be around, you need to put this money in an index fund yeah. and just chill, right? <laughs> So to answer the question, we are not Warren Buffett. I mean, we wouldn't say what to do, do one thing or the other, but these are certain things that you have to think about, right? If it was our money, if we had a limited amount of resources and we had to put our money either into Google or into a S&P 500 index fund or ETF, we would put our money into that index fund. Oh, you already ETF. know. We already know. <laughs> okay, so that is the answer to the question. I want to give some homework. I know okay. we did it in the last episode. I promise we're not going to be giving homework every single episode. People are going to be like, this is too much work. 
But I would recommend that for people that are interested in the difference between index funds and individual stocks, I would recommend checking out Vanguard's VTSAX. That's Vanguard's Total Stock Market Index Fund. It's an investment where when you invest in that, you're owning everything in the stock market and the index fund is supposed to be basically tracking how the stock market performs. So when the stock market goes down, if you're invested in this total stock market index fund, your investment goes down. When the total stock market goes up, your index fund goes up as well. So I would encourage people to look into VTSAX sort of just to get an understanding of what a total stock market index fund is, what it can do for you, how much of different percentages of companies are within that type of index fund. And that will give you an idea of if you're interested in investing in Google or Amazon, you can see how much of this index fund actually holds Apple or Amazon or Google or all these other different investments. So that is our answer for today. Thank you so much for calling in and leaving this question. If you guys want to leave questions for us, you can go to ourrichjourney.com forward slash podcast to leave us a question so that we can answer it in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Remember that we are not financial advisors and the views expressed by us are solely for entertainment purposes. You must make responsible decisions and that means making decisions based on the thorough independent research that you conduct. Thanks for listening.